After hearing various negative inferences behind the father's back, then the girl child observes how the mother may front off quotation marks when the father is present, pretending that she is obedient and everything is fine. The girl child, while too young to actually distinguish between truth and falsehood, watches how trusting and unaware the father is. Soon she's, she concludes that the mother is right. He don't know, which which must mean that he is dumb. And if he is dumb and don't know what's going on behind his back, it makes the girl child insecure. He's physically strong, but we live two lives, one in front of daddy and one behind his back. Since the mother is her mentor and they are alike, she agrees. You can't trust him. He is different from us. And the cycle starts. Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome to 2022. Deuce, deuce. It's your boy, Brandon, and I am joined by my fine-ass partner Ooh. and co-host. Hey, y'all. It's Yandra, F-A-F. Ooh, fine as fuck. Welcome to The Buffet, a podcast where we continue to give you this endless food for thought. We started this podcast to review the questions we have asked and continue to ask each other since we started dating. These conversations will range from lighthearted and comical to serious and deep. We both have backgrounds in counseling and are young Black professionals in the DMV area. We know just enough to come up with the questions, but not enough to have all the answers. You can expect for us to be real, raw, and sometimes spicy. All right, y'all. What, what, just, just to confirm, what were we on today? We're talking about the Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman, Episode 2. Part 2. We didn't, we didn't get it all out in that first one. Yeah. Yeah. We had some uh, differences of opinion. We still have differences of opinion <laughs> and that's when okay. it comes to this book. It and is. That is okay. It is definitely okay. All right. What, what, what are we going to pick it up uh, at today? All right. Let's start with the major takeaway from the book. I think last week. Or last time y'all heard us, we talked about what we agreed with versus what we disagreed with and went back and forth. But what did you actually take away? What If someone was like, oh, you read this, what, you know, what'd you take away? I guess uh, my, my major takeaway is, I guess, that is that there has seems to have been, I ain't gonna say seems to be, it appears to have been a breakdown in communication between black men and black women and family building and relationships in general and reading this book it, i came with understanding that it just seems like it was just like adults that couldn't seem to really like there seemed to be a disconnect with mm -hmm. adult black men and women but reading this book it seems like that miscommunication is pretty much being programmed uh into a, it's pretty much at, at a very 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 young age so it, to be honest, it was kind of disheartening when I first read mm. read this book. It was just like it felt worse than what I thought it was. I was like, it it, it was disheartening because I, I already thought it was like, yo, this is it, it, it's troubling right now mm -hmm. already. That's also in my thoughts. And I read this book, it's like, oh my god, this might be a like a bigger problem than I even thought that it, that it could be because it seems like it's so ingrained within like the the culture to be like this, and it's like it's gonna take something like monumental for it to change and it was like wow what do we have a chance that's very grim 
And I do think that she paints that picture that it's like, if things don't change, the whole world is going to end for the black man, specifically because of the importance of the black family unit. So I think that that was my major takeaway of like, yeah. ooh, I, not that I ever questioned how important family is or that I ever questioned the impact that family can have on a person's life, right? At least for the first 18 years at least and even then you don't hit 18 and reach some great level of self-awareness where you're like oh this shit is not my problem i didn't do this i'm not responsible for these things that are happening in my family's ecosystem i can wash myself clean in this forgive accept and then be able to move on it takes people years to get to that place a very long time to get to that place. well first it takes years for them to realize that oh shit my way of moving moving through the world is not conducive to, I guess, a healthy communication and relationship mm-hmm. with the my partners. Then once you realize that, then it's probably gonna take years for you to be like figure out like what needs to be done to identify that the problem may be in just how I grew up or just like the examples I saw modeled to me as a child. And when pinpointing that and then doing the work to, I guess, to unlearn those things. So it can be a, definitely like a decades long journey. So, and so, unfortunately, some people don't realize that, that it's the mm-hmm. issue or they realize the issue, then deny that is the issue because, you know, they don't want to face it. Or by the time they realize that this is true, it's like almost too late for them to really do anything in the sense of like getting a partner mm-hmm. that they want. Yeah. So basically, stuff is grim, I, I think, is mm-hmm. a takeaway. But I, I definitely think that family part and how many sure. of the seeds of what is to come in your life, of, of what you're to harvest, really start there. And if you don't recognize, much to your point, if you don't recognize that that is where some of your stuff is coming from, you, you got a hard way to go because you don't even realize that you are acting out these behaviors that were not um, – helpful to you or to your parents right like it's i think that it's common across cultures of like no one everyone recognizes the faults in their parents and it's like i don't want to become like this person because of these faults and then you wake up one day and it's like damn are my parents like i i have more things in common with them than i have things not in common with them and as much as i try to reject these parts of them and and these parts that i didn't i wasn't willing to accept that i didn't want to have as traits for myself those things are very apparent in me because i didn't accept that they were just there from the beginning like they were always there if mm-hmm. i would have just accepted and acknowledged them then i would be able to move forward um but i definitely think that another takeaway for me from the book as a black woman is just about the pressures that black women put on each other. Mm -hmm. I think as much as it was like, you know, black men do this, do that in order to have a healthy relationship with a woman. I think my takeaway was like, watch the company that you keep because their influence can also have a negative impact on your romantic relationships and your relationships in general. Because if their opinion, if they are of the opinion that men ain't shit, the advice that they're going to give you is going to be filtered through that. Right. Their uh, commentary is going to be filtered through that. Their opinions are going to be filtered through that. And so be careful of the people that you keep as your company because they may be well-intentioned. They may have every intention of steering you right and telling you the right things to do. 
but they don't know the right things to do or they don't know the right, right things for your relationship. So they're going to lead you astray. Pretty much. I mean, I guess it, it kind of calls back to, you know, what I think we mentioned it a few times in previous podcasts about like taking advice from people who have not been successful at the thing that you're, mm-hmm. you know, seeking advice for. I mean, so it, 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 there's, I guess it's, uh, there's always a strong balance that needs to be maintained from people in relationships trying to seek advice about relationships from this, their single from their single friends. So uh, I guess in, in this book, I guess it's emphasizing that, yo, it's, it's very, very important that you maintain that healthy balance more than you know. Mm-hmm. Because like at the end of the day, what, like you were saying, what, what is really going to suffer is black families. Because mm-hmm. if, if a black man and a black woman can't communicate, can't get together, the result is they're not functional. Yeah, there we go. Dysfunctional black yeah. fa- families. It's a lot of pressure as well. Like, like to, to your to your earlier point, that I I can imagine reading this uh, as a as a woman and be like, yo, I did not realize that so much of like the black family and perpetuating like the cultures and norms of black society and you know black culture has is significantly influenced by a black as a woman. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so it would be important that. The woman, as the culture, the culture, culturator, culturator, is that the right word? Cultivator? Cultivator. There we go. Hold on. The cultivator, really, of black culture, because usually it's the black woman who kind of raises the kid, well, women in general, who raises mm-hmm. their kids. So if they're the one raising the kids, they're the one who are kind of in, in, imparting on to, to them their morals and, and standards or like that. So if, like, if, the mo- if the mother's moral standards is, you know, in the, the garbage. In the garbage. It isn't any wonder that the kids may grow up to be like, you know, garbage people <laughs> for, for lack of a better term. So as a, as a black woman reading this and you're like, yo, I did not really I can I can imagine realizing that I did not know that so much of the, the future of the culture rests on my shoulders and like my ability to either problem solve, manage conflict, be able to, to be in alignment with my partner to better facilitate raising these children that I'm going to do and bring into this world. It can be, I, I imagine it's jarring, especially because I feel like before this book, I don't think anyone's ever come out and outright said like, yo, as a woman, if you fucked up, this is the, this, this is the consequences. I don't think anyone has necessarily come out plainly outright written down and said like, yo, if you're not lying, if you're not right, mm-hmm. you're going to fuck up generations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, that message has not been shared yeah. in that exact way. Right. And I do think you're right. There is a lot of responsibility as a woman. If you are choosing to be partnered, to be a mother, and then to raise a family, there's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders because these people leave your house eventually, right? And once they leave your house, they're then members of a community, which is ultimately means that they're a part of society and they have the ability and influence on they have the ability to implant and influence others and their original influence their original source is you so if you're shit not together the like adage of like you got to be better than me like that method of parenthood that I feel like existed with a couple of generations before us where it was like yeah I know I'm doing some seedy shit like you see me out here doing some stuff that's wild but you got to be better than me though don't be like me that that we know that that's not true. Right. That's not the way that it works. So usually, so I guess as the parent, you're thinking I'm telling them do better than me, so they're not going to do what I do. I think that instead, the message that the kid picks up is like, 
it's okay to be a fuck up as long as you just tell the next generation, don't be a fuck up. That's very true. So as long as I tell you, disclaimer, what I'm doing is fucked up. Don't do this thing. It, it kind of absolves them of like the, uh, their responsibility of like modeling that behavior to their children. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that probably most likely goes both ways. But we're talking about you know, at this point. So I was going to read. I think during the first episode of about this, I was talking about how. Um, she describes how women are generally like how they grow up from childhood to I guess learn to be deceitful and play games when it comes to men she she literally like pretty much after the foreword the four literally page one called her a childhood she goes in and is like I'm going to read a little, little piece of it from the very first moment she's born she becomes attached to her first teacher her mother her eyes study her mother constantly during the initial bonding process. She learns to smile and form other mutual communication techniques. She, as with any other cub, is taught survival, excuse me, survivor skills, how to eat, dress, bathe, and use the toilet, general manners and obedience, most, most implied by a look or spoken, or spoken in a certain tone of voice. She is able to understand the language long before she can speak it. She never stops studying her mother, and she never stops learning from her. And say, if she's raised by two parents, she studies them both. Since she is with the mother or other females, she learns to tune tune into them emotionally. She learns to observe the other adults in the same way. She can detect when they are happy, at peace, or or sadly restrained or mad. She also pays attention to how her mother treats her father. She learns glances, body language, and moods. The spoken and unspoken messages that her mother displays. As a cub, she mimics and includes these practices, right or wrong, as part of her, her survivor skills from the very start. What do you think about that? I think I think that is accurate. I mean, I definitely think that mothers are the first teachers for everyone mm-hmm. because they are your primary caretaker. They have a lot of responsibility for your initial survival. Like, if I don't feed you, take care of you, you are not going to survive, and therefore you will spend the majority of your time with me and have an opportunity to learn from me. I think where it gets interesting, though, in that chapter is where she starts to talk about parenting in terms of, like, the mother's the mother being the primary caretaker and teaching the child how to engage with the father. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is widespread. Like, I think that we are just coming into a generation where we consider active fatherhood to be a thing, right? Like a dad will also be a caretaker. A dad will also engage with their child for more than just financial provider, you know, type activities. So I think that that part is interesting and I would like to hear or you read some of that, share some of that with the people. Well, like some of the things that uh, a young girl can hear from, uh, from her mother regarding her father. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Um, she says she overhears conversations that her mother has with her friends and relatives returning to the father. Um, let me see. If all of the mother's comments are supportive and positive, good. But since the habit of gaming, that, that, I ain't making this word up, the habit yeah, of gaming does. on the black man is a 400-year-old tradition here, the inflections are for the most part negative. She listens and she records. The first mental tapes translate into pictures and forms, and they cannot be erased, at least not for many years. What she overhears as a small child may go something like this. I don't care what your father said. I said, dot, dot, dot. I've got to cook and clean up this house before your father gets home because I don't want to hear his mouth. 
Your father don't run this house. I do. He don't know what he's talking about. He don't know what I he don't he don't know that I know. He don't know what he's doing. John makes me sick. I get tired of picking up behind him. If the father requests something that she may hear the mother say, get it yourself. Or you don't tell me what to do. I do what I want to do. Every mother is guilty of using these or similar terminology about her husband when she is tired, exasperated, or angry during the child, the girl child's upbringing. The training message from the mother, the teacher, is one: the black man don't know. Number two: certain references to the black man are made only behind his back. Three: a woman has the option to choose what she wants to obey. Four: a man is a bother. After hearing various negative inferences behind the father's back, then the girl child observes how the mother may front off quotation marks when the father is present, pretending that she is obedient and everything is fine. The girl child, while too young to actually distinguish between truth and falsehood, watches how trusting and unaware the father is. Soon she's, she concludes that the mother is right. He don't know, which, which must mean that he is dumb. And if he is dumb and don't know what's going on behind his back, it makes the girl child insecure. He's physically strong, but we live two lives, one in front of daddy and one behind his back. Since the mother is her mentor and they are alike, she agrees. You can't trust him. He is different from us. And the cycle starts. On the other hand, if there is no biological father or stepfather on the premises whom the girl child can relate to and observe daily, the scenario may go something like this. Especially if the single mother is periodically changing men or dating around. She may hear, I'm going to get that nigga tonight. She spelled it N-I-G-G-A-H. I keep or wait, hold on. Uh-huh. Hold go ahead, on. go ahead. Because you you read a lot. So mm-hmm. before we move on yeah. to this different household <laughs> setup. One in the last episode we told y'all she uses the slang of the time. So mm-hmm. gaming basically is Jonin, which is also like making jokes about mm-hmm. a person. Without the other person's knowledge. Without the, well, yes, without the other person's knowledge. <laughs> Now, back to the earlier phrases of, like, a man is a bother or, like, the earlier conclusions, a man is a bother. He don't know what he don't know. I definitely have experienced that in my own, uh, like, upbringing of, like, just ideas around what what men are good for mm-hmm. and not good for. What's How specific and narrow the role of a man can be in, in the life of their partner, in the life of their family. Right. And I do also think because our culture has had such a matriarchal focus mm-hmm. it is widespread and and more often than not you see that in other people's families as well right so like there wasn't any counter message to make to challenge the messages that the right. the young girl in the story receives and, and even for myself personally there wasn't any counter message and i think that that's also true in popular culture well a popular culture is is in black media i don't think that there was anything else to challenge it like the black family that was displayed on tv more often than not also had a matriarchal focus or you saw some Mm -hmm. in some way that the the dad was this aloof Mm kind of goofy character that was there but not not really there and even if he was there soon as like bit mama came onto the scene he became like a little boy all over again so it's like yeah even if like the they had you know the show like the the black man kind of being the father and stuff like that when the in-law came you know it's like oh my god not he gets displaced from his own goddamn house somehow uh yeah and i think that has become so normative that it's just it's like it's just become like part of the culture it's like expected you know it, like it's become so true 
through various reasons, you know, we can we can go into them, you know, uh, war on drugs and, you know, how they be, you know, how they pretty much uh, incarcerated most black uh, black men. So this happened. I think at this point, that is just the representation of a black fa- family that is known probably throughout the world at this point. To the point that you remember <laughs> yesterday, I sent you, uh, I showed you. Yes, the, I was thinking about the, that. The, yeah, I, I sent you this video that I did on IG. It was, I think somebody would, someone asked a question, you know, the, the, the little memes on, the, it's not like a meme, it's like a video meme. It was like, show, like, show me you are X, Y, and Z without telling me you are X, Y, and Z. So in this case, it's like, show me that, what was it? What? Show me that you're white without yeah. telling me Show that me you're white. white without telling me you're white. Black, and then it cuts to a white guy. And he's like, I got the perfect one for this. He he opens the door to his front door, and all his kids says, "Daddy's home." And then like he just looks at the camera, and then that's the end of the video. I'm be honest, I laugh like a motherfucker. Be, be honest, but it's also like sad because like this is the message that is like understood across like every other culture. Like they they when they think of black family, they think the the father isn't there, which it kind of implies that the father ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Kind of fucked up. I am trying to think of solutions. I know that this is a problem, mm-hmm. but what is the solution with, that's within reach for us and for people who are listening? I think it, it needs, we need to counter narrative. Mm-hmm. We, we need to start telling, I feel like we're telling a lot of black stories, but I think a lot of those black stories could stand to tell more of a story of like when the father is there, like mm-hmm. the father is there. Like it's a, like every, Every black family did not lack a father. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like every black father who wasn't in the home was it wasn't because they were in prison or were mm-hmm. in jail. There's there's a multitude multitude of reasons uh, for and multi and a multitude of different uh, family structures that exist within the black di- diaspora. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I had my father there, which I'm internally grateful for. Especially so when I realized that I'm one of the rare few people yeah. that whose father was there, whose parents were married and continue to be married to to this day, to this day. So like I understand like just for just for that, just because I have a father, I'm privileged in black in black culture, and that's sad as fuck. There, there's multiple levels of of privilege, right? Yes, you have a father. Yes, you know him and have a relationship yes. with him. And he lives in your home. Yes, the whole and time. And he is married to yes. your mother. That's multiple layers that, yeah, of yeah. privilege. People know. There's plenty of people who know who their dad is. That's true. They know the nigga exists. Like they're familiar with yeah. him being around. Maybe somewhere. met him once or twice. May, maybe met him once or twice. Got his phone number. Yeah. They ain't never lived together. Yeah. Not not in their living memory. Like mm-hmm. maybe they lived together with their with their parent as a child. They've never seen their parents in a loving relationship. Or in a relationship in any way, even if it was toxic, they just don't even know these two people together and they don't know their parents as a couple. Well, I guess those are the only layers in like they've never lived together. They know who the person is, but they don't have an intimate relationship with them and they've never seen their parents in a loving relationship. So they don't even know what that looks like. I feel like that that can do so much to you mentally. Of like, For sure. What was I born out of? How mm-hmm. did you people even... How did I get here? What's going on? It don't mm-hmm. make make it make sense. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I I completely agree uh w- with that. With the caveat as well like that thinking about that, sometimes I I I question 
if we place too much emphasis on our parents' relationship that brought us here. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, doesn't, and intrinsically, doesn't matter if your parents loved each other and you were born from that love. Like, does it matter? Like, you're here. Like, does it, does it necessarily, like, why do we allow how you got here to influence so much of our lives after we get, after we get here? I think that's just emotional energy that you carry. I think that it, it, it can be acknowledged, accepted and moved past. Mm -hmm. But I do think that if, if you already know that intrinsically, you're like, Mm -hmm. I was not born out of love. I was born out of accident, like whatever happened. And I just happened to be here. And then that message is reinforced to you, even in subtle ways. Like, you just like your daddy. I ain't even like him. Something like that. Yeah. There, it's a, it's hard work to just let part. that. Thing I think that's go. the part that 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 fucks it up. So like, if you if you, I feel like if you were born, let me not say feel. I think that if you were born and your parents didn't like necessarily like each other or some one night stand or whatever the reason, or, and maybe at, by that point your mom your mom didn't like your dad or your dad didn't like your mom. I think that if that message wasn't reinforced to the child young, like that message, like. Oh, I ain't like your dad. Like, if that never was said, and we, and they just raised the kid, mm-hmm. and they and they just kept whatever issues they had with each other to themselves, I feel like I think that a lot of people would not have so much mental anguish about what you know, like the relationship that brought them into this world. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because I I I think that the parent parents or parent tell you that you were a problem, like pretty much tell you that you were unwanted that you personally sitting here now i don't i wish you weren't here mm-hmm. i yes i definitely think that that's the message that is received i as a counter to that i'm reading this book called love yourself by gay hendrix and he mentions like that feeling from his own childhood and he's like even if it was not you even if it was like not me Siandra, or you brandon whatever child that was born into that situation would have still gotten that message so don't take it personally because it's not it it is just that you exist but not you specifically it doesn't have anything to do with right. your personality the way that you look your behavior none of those things it's have not you it's more like what you represent it's what you represent and that you can't take that personally because you didn't have any influence or in control over what happened before you got here. That's so that's, real. I mean, I think that that's the simple solution to that mm-hmm. of like, even if it was someone else, even if it was Albert Einstein and they were a perfect child and they were a genius, the parent would have still had all of those same feelings and mm-hmm. projected those feelings onto that child. Right. I, I, I agree with you. And I guess if we, if we take that route, if we got to keep that same energy on the, on, the, on the flip side of it. I'm 99.9% sure every this case, every black person, probably, probably most other races as well, but black person has heard some form of like messaging where it's like, you should be grateful that like I allow you to be here with me and stuff like that. Like you, you should thank me for mm. being born, but it's like, I, 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 I didn't choose, you did that. Like <laughs> I didn't tell my, I didn't tell my parents that before. I was like, Hey, yo, you, you enjoy bringing me here. Like I didn't get here. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pop out your forehead like a like Athena from Zeus. Like I like y'all did did a thing that y'all knew what could happen with it. Then not only after that happened, after you was like, oh, I think I, I you know, my month didn't come. Even after that, you was like, I'm gonna keep that going. Month one, <laughs> month two, month three, month four, and all the way on until I was born. No, 
you did what you, you no like I, no you you doing what you were supposed to be doing I this this is not a I should I should thank you technically now what you should perhaps thank them is for is for like not having a shitty childhood yeah because like there are plenty of people who were born to people who wanted their kid but it, they came out in a shitty situation mm-hmm. you feel me so but I just wanted to point that out I'm, I'm pretty sure we've all had that message like yeah you should be thankful I was like. Like why? Like you should be thankful I'm not an asshole. Like I'd be thinking that to my friends. Like you should be thinking I, I I didn't I decided like you were useless in my life and like killed you for the insurance money. Like you know you feel me? Like chill. Wait, we didn't tackle my original yeah, question about the solutions to the messaging. I the one solution that I feel like I have is I mean, I feel like we say this all the time, but you need to do the work to be self-aware of what's yes. going on with you. So that way you don't continue the cycle for your family, the family that you go on to create. And I also think your partner needs to have awareness of whatever their their stuff is. So that way, when you are coming together, you don't act out these patterns unknowingly. Like just yes. shared awareness will, I think, do a lot to move things forward and creating community with like-minded other people. If the people in your circle don't, feel this way find, find you a Our community family. that do i mean we in the age of you know social media and in uh instagram i was gonna say internet uh but so like it should be relatively easy to find like a a group of like-minded people or maybe necessarily completely like-minded but more in line mm-hmm. with like some of your thoughts and be and beliefs mm-hmm. than what you're maybe receiving at home because that can be a large source of frustration and difficulty as well like you have an idea for your life based off like you grew up in however you grew up and you realize this is not the life I want to have and I want to be better but you don't have no you don't have any idea how to make that happen because you again you don't have any experience you don't have any models in which to base that 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 off of you just have a nebulous idea mm-hmm. so I you know I encourage you exploration online trying to find other you know groups that are trying to do the same thing because uh they out here they do exist they they do exist and i i say that as someone who felt isolated in my in my uh initial initially as as young because i was interested in things that were not stereotypically uh black culture i guess uh I was fortunate enough to be placed in like some educational programs that like placed me ahead of and other programming which un- surrounded me by mostly like white people and Asian people and stuff like that. So I was able to like see like possibly like I like oh you got a pool in your house like everybody got their own room. Now I'm not saying I didn't have my own room, but it was like you can have your own room, but then you can have your own room. Yeah. Th- that thing decorated the way that you like, it you, really looks like your You can close your door? Yes. You can close your door? Your parents knock on your door before they come in and they wait for you to say something? They don't knock as they're opening it? They allow you to like retort? <laughs> so it's like I saw possibility. I literally saw it. So I was like, oh yeah, this is possible. I like it. I want it. And also I was interested in like, like I said, I guess non-traditionally black things and it wasn't really until high school that I I was fortunate enough to stumble across other black people who followed not to say followed but had you know some of the same similar interests that I did but it was also within another 
accelerated learning mm-hmm. programs and stuff like that, like magnet uh, magnet programs and things of that nature. Starting finally see other black people like, oh shit, you smart too. Like you like geeky shit too. Okay, what's good? What's good? What's up? And to this day, squad, squad. <laughs> but yeah, so I say that to say to my to my question or my answer to your original question about what can we do to, about the messaging. I think is that we need to incorporate the. I guess diaspora, the, the the plethora of different black experiences within media. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause like everybody didn't grow up in everybody didn't grow up in the hood. Even if you grew up in the hood, not everybody was wanting to be a thug. Nobody, everybody didn't, sure. didn't didn't sell drugs and make ends meet. Everybody didn't want to sell drugs and make ends meet. Everybody who had to sell drugs and make ends meet sold drugs and make ends meet. They decided to go a different way, however they may be. People have different experiences, and to watch TV. And stuff like that, you would think that every black person grew up the same way. Yeah. And I, I guess it, we're starting to see that now. I mean, you're starting to see it, you know, the different interpretation, the different black uh, experiences, like the the advent of the geeky, the the awkward black person, like the the Issa Rae's, mm-hmm. the uh, what's 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 our man's from uh, Atlanta. Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover. I forget what his character name is. And um, I have no and idea. The thing. But yeah, the, the, the Donald Glovers, the, the people who were probably made fun of by black people when they were kids. Mm-hmm. Now they are up and popping and they wondering why they don't have, you know, black partners minus Issa Rae. Why are you throwing shots? I'm not. I'm just saying like that's how it was. I'm not throwing shots. It's, a, it's not a shot when it's true. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. not a shot. It just seemed like it came out. Of, it felt very Shaharazad Ali of like, oh, you think she's gonna say one thing? You think she's on somebody's side? And then it's like, pow. yeah. So, oh, I guess, but it was it, it was it wasn't intended as a shot. If you took it as a shot, I did because of what we're talking about and how mm. she gets to that place of like, you know, and people wonder why black men are not with black women. These are all the reasons why. If you feel like you need to date someone outside your race, I don't know if she ever says go ahead and do it, but I do get that there's a little undercurrent of like, go ahead and do it. No, I don't think that there's an undercurrent of go ahead and do it. It's an undercurrent is like, this is why it's happening. If you want it to keep happening, keep doing what you're doing. Mm. If you don't want it to keep happening, don't do these things that you were doing. Because I want black people to be together. That's to, true. To, together. And in order to do that, these things need to change. If not, continue to watch the best and brightest of, of your men be, take, be brought, brought in by other nationalities and cultures. Mm-hmm. You ain't got nothing. Stop looking at that book like you're going to find something to support your part. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to say anything to support this part. It was just another part in the book that I wanted to, like, read out and, you know, chat about. Okay. It was about, I guess it kind of goes into the messaging that we that we have received through, you know, the decades and such about the black man and how, you know, we've become used to the black woman speaking negatively about the man, the black, the black man. Mm-hmm. And she had a, a part in chat in the fifth chapter um, about, she says, when the black woman attacks the black man publicly, she inadvertently gives mm-hmm. the entire world permission to attack him also, because everyone knows that a black man's woman knows him better than anyone else. And if she says he ain't nothing, he's not. I think I touched on that during the, the first part of the. You may uh, have. I mean, I do think that that's true. I do think that if I'm dragging you through the mud, it gives other people permission to do so because mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be your biggest cheerleader. Mm. I'm supposed to really be on your side. You raise me. Yeah, that's very true. Not only did I birth you and raise you, I married you. Birthed me, raised me, grew up with me as like my sister, yeah. si- si- sibling, 
Yeah, you in my bed, you in my bedroom as my wife. Yeah. Yikes. You are my daughter. Yikes. So if like all them people saying, hey, niggas ain't shit. Yikes. Is there any reason to believe that any other race in that shit would give any two fucks about us? Yikes. Well, let's wrap this thing up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so yes, so as I was saying, I was reading this and it was like, it's hard for me to be like, yo, this is, like, if this is true, it is sad. It's like, how did we get here? How, like, how did we get here at the same time during this book she because this book is tailored it is matches two black men mm-hmm. they did this book is like telling it's like an expose on black women to the black man so like in the throughout the book it, the messaging is like yo this is what is going on right now it is your responsibility you know as a black man to correct the course that we're on now mm-hmm. in order to do that you know first you need to recognize what the problem is and then know what the goal is and then try to you got to guide the family as the leader of the family, you got to guide the family towards that, that the payoff that we're, that we're seeking, which is the investment of, you know, the black family, healthy black, fa- black family. So it's just kind of saying like, yo, these are all the reasons why you may find it difficult to engage with a black woman. Now, knowing this information, come up with a strategy to overcome that to, and guide us out of hell. Because no, if you, if black men do not do it, no one else will. How does that make you feel? I know we talked a lot about all the responsibility that is on black women. How does that type of responsibility make you feel as a black man? I'm not going to say it, it like necessarily surprised me. Only it only surprised me that it was a black woman telling me hmm. this because, like everyone else, I grew up mostly in the matriarchal like black man and ain't shit black woman is the smartest one they you they have to be they have the responsibility they do everything black women don't do anything but then it kind of read here is like yo no how you grew up was incorrect or the the messaging that you received growing up was incorrect you have to take control Hmm. of the narrative you got to take control of the family that is your responsibility as as the man and i'm like and Frankly, that was probably like the first time that it's been directly communicated to me in a way. I feel like it's been communicated to me indirectly through like messaging and but mostly it was it's just been like you're you're the leader of the family in so much as that you control the finances. So it's, so he who controls the pocketbook controls where we go. That's but it it almost felt like that's all you had power over. You didn't have the power to demand anything you couldn't you you couldn't make requests and know that they will be completed you know what i mean like so it's like yeah you were the leader of the family really but everybody equal you know what i mean like you, you can you can make requests mm-hmm. of your wife of your children well you can make requests of your wife specifically but if she decides she don't want to do it then that's just what it is so it, you kind of go into it like as a man you have to determine if the woman you choose to build your family with is in line with what you want to do before you sign up. Because once you sign up, that's it. Like you, like you can, you can't sign up with a woman and then you be like, okay, I want to, I want to, I want to plot course North by Northwest. Oh. And it's just like, no, nah, I'm not going to my North. Then you fucked. You can't, you can't be like, no, we're going North by Northwest. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you know, you gotta 
do whatever she says or meet some kind of medium. So it, the messaging for me was just more like make sure that the woman that you about to say yes to is trying to go north by northwest mm-hmm. because once you say once you sign this data this paper, you know you you can't make any demands one way or the other. Hmm. And now you feel I could I can. I, I like not only did I can I should if I see if I feel like it's best for the family it sounds fucked up to hear me say that if it sounds weird for me to say it mm-hmm. but it's probably true but i also subscribe to the make sure she's trying to go north by north before you sign up if only just to like save yourself the frustration and the anger of trying to get her to go where you're trying to go yeah i don't i, I don't think that many modern women would sign up to be in a relationship with someone that they felt like could lead them in a direction that they didn't want to go. I also don't think that many modern women have faith enough in their ability to make a decision about a partner to truly let them lead them. Yes. So I, I agree with you. I think that you're right. You should do as much a screening to figure out like, Hey, do you want to go where I want to go mm-hmm. in order to ensure that you'll have an easier path to getting there? I also think that I also think that changing course or making the demands to change course shouldn't come as a surprise to the person that you're with. If that makes sense. Mm. Because if the screening is happening, I have some general idea of where you eventually see yourself or where you would like to go. And so it shouldn't be a surprise to me if you say like, okay, this thing is the best thing to get us there. I know it's not what we said we were going to do, but this thing is now the best thing to be able to get us there. Let's do this thing instead. Mm-hmm. Then I think that, that that all works together. But I'm not going to lie to you. My initial reaction was like, demands. Mm-hmm. How dare you make demands of me? Yeah, you on drugs. Yeah, I was like, damn, who can make, who can make demands? You're right. It, it, but also, I'm a person who has a hard time following directions. Even small directions. I'm just like, Ugh. You say go left. I just want to go right just because you said it. So I guess the key to that is just make sure I'm driving at all times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I guess uh, to speak further about your point about a lot of modern women, a lot of modern women, I'm not going to say most, but a lot of modern women have a difficult time relinquishing that control or that responsive that responsibility maybe they do agree that we should be going north by northwest but they probably won't agree with how you want to go about doing it you mm-hmm. know there's a lot of second guessing I, I don't know i can't trust that even though we both want to go to this place i can't trust that like the path that you chart is going to get us there in the best man in the best way i have to make i have to be your co-pilot i have to be the one that said hey watch out over there watch out over there Watch that. Watch that right there. You sure? You sure? Like you? You sure? You positive? You sure you got it? You don't need no assistance. You, you sure? 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 I don't. I don't. I don't like that. Give me the. Give me the wheel. Give me the wheel. Give me the wheel. Give me the wheel, and then we die. <laughs> I hope that it doesn't happen that way. But I do. I do think that the the lesson there for both parties is learning how to play to either person's strengths. If you really are not. You really can't, you ain't got it to be able to lead us in a Mm -hmm. way that will be effective. Then no, I don't want you to lead because that's not your strong suit. 
But if you do have it, then yes. But if there's a strength that I have that I can contribute, and mm-hmm. if, if my strength is like, hey, watch out for this, or have you considered this, or just being good counsel to you, I do want to be able to use that strength. That's real. I get that. And having, having good counsel in your partner is wanted. Wanted. I, I, I encourage and necessary. Yeah, because, you know, some, sometimes I don't see shit coming. It might be in my blind side. And you can see it. And you can point out, hey, uh, you know, I trust that you, you know what you're doing. But just to make sure, do you see that shit over there, like, coming on, on the side? I'm like, yeah, I, I got it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Thank you. Like, you know, continue, continue. So I do appreciate that and recognize the importance of having that in uh, your, your life. Well, as, as you're thinking, I'm trying to think about ways that people can do this in smaller facets before they get to the point where they can trust this person to, you know, make big decisions for them and for their family. Small facet, let them plan a trip. Let them plan a, a date fully. Let them do something that is a little bit of a smaller scale where you get an opportunity to see how they put something together um, and lead in that way. Cause I don't know if you, I think that because as a modern woman, you are responsible for like you run your own household, right? We're not in a place where it's like you had a household and I live with my parents and I'm coming into your household. And so you get to say like, this is how things are done in my house. It's like, no, you got your house where you do things the way you want to do them. I have my house where I do things the way that I want to do them. And now we're coming together to create something new. So we're already starting at a different place than where people may have been starting traditionally. And because I already have had experience being the head of a household of, even if it was just the household of one, just me, myself in there, it is much more it is a greater challenge for me to just relinquish all of that responsibility onto another person because that isn't my experience besides childhood and I don't want to be a child like you don't want to depend it I don't right. want to be a dependent so there is going to be some I would expect for there to be some tension in terms of trying to navigate but that's where playing to the other person's strengths come in like I know that already some things I just don't want to do that you can do and I'm I let you do them yeah that's usually how it works mm-hmm. just because you can do everything don't mean you want to do everything or you're good at everything that you have to do i mean i'm, I'm proficient enough to not die mm-hmm. you feel me like i'm i'm, I'm good and i'm i've i reached my reach a point of proficiency in order to like maintain in order to like continue on but if hey, if you come through and you are better at this and you prefer to do it anyway let's go mm-hmm. take it off my plate into yours and you know i got some strengths that you know fall tailored to your some of your I don't want to say weaknesses, but things that you're not as strong in mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and vice versa. So I, what I was going to say that where I lost mm-hmm. my train of thought is that I sometimes wonder if I guess women get the same messaging that, that men do about society and men and women's place in within the family unit and, and things of that nature, even if they may be struggling with accepting what that role, what the role says it should be. So like, I, I'm wondering if a lot of women look to a black man to be the leader while simultaneously not believing that they can do the job. So it's like, yeah, I want you to be a leader and I'm looking to you to be a leader. But then soon, then like to your point, as soon as the man is like, okay, I'm, I'm born lead and like, ah, I don't trust you to do it. Yeah. So, so if the man, but then if the man's like, all right, then fuck it. You then you lead then. Then the woman's like, 
but that's not my job though. But it's like, but I can't do my job because you won't, won't let me do my job. I mean, I think that she talks about that very, yeah. very explicitly in the book of like what there's a, a whole section where she talks about how women want a man to behave in certain ways but will challenge him when he behaves in those ways. And then if he doesn't retort her challenge appropriately, then it's like, yeah, he just can't handle me. He just yeah. can't handle what I got going yes. on, blah, 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 yes. blah. Right? Yes. So that idea is at the root of exactly what you're just saying. Like, I want you to do these things. I don't trust you to do these things, so I'm going to resist. Mm-hmm. There's going to be tension. And you have to exert your power over me in order for me to trust that you can actually do this thing. And that comes up in so many ways. People say hella toxic stuff of like, oh, my man don't love me if I unless if I'm trying to leave, he going to shoot me or something yeah, like, yeah. Wow, if you don't if you don't threaten my life yeah, uh, like, you know what I'm if you don't choke me a little bit if, if I'm, I'm acting up if you know, if you don't you know jump at me act like he gonna whoop my ass but don't do it though but that's one i just want to feel like he gonna whoop my ass that that's why i know he like he cares for me wow i didn't i didn't heard as a man i didn't heard the woman i mean men are soft because they can't handle me they can't handle mm-hmm. my personality they can't handle you know so these men these days they're just so soft you know what i'm saying like they, they, they don't know how to handle them and they so they, so they so they go that, that, that so they want these white women they want these hispanic women they want these asian women because they can't handle a real black woman i was like what the fuck does that mean it's like do you want to be handled <laughs> like why That's why, a very why good question. yeah why why does he need to handle you you grown right you grown right like children need to be handled mm. so that, that that's no one really asked that question in the report. Retort. So it's like we have to meet some sort of arbitrary minimum, like and overcome through some sort of force in order. And then once you do that, then you know, say now, now I can welcome you with my full womanly, you know, feminine, feminine self. You got to break through, break through my defenses. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna tell you how. Just do it. And then if you can, if you can prove yourself to do that, then I'll. I, I promise I will be the woman you want me to be. That sounds like a really sucky deal. To be like, hey, you know, the things that you want from me, you can only get them after multiple trials and tribulations. But I also think that that comes from the expectation on the woman's side that there's going to be trials and tribulations in dealing with a man. If If you come to expect that a man will disrespect you that he will cheat on you that there will just be things that you have to tolerate in order to be in a relationship with someone and mm-hmm. categorize those things as loyalty i'm loyal to you because i let you do all these bad things to me and i don't leave you need to be loyal to me because i'm going to be mean to you and you have to earn my niceness yeah it's toxic it, it's very toxic because we as men get the same messaging about women it's like yeah you being with a black being with a woman generally, but black women specifically, it, it can be a trial. She's gonna challenge you, she's gonna do X, Y, and Z. We we hear, we understood, and we kinda expect it to happen. Mm. But I've haven't heard men say like, Hey, I'm gonna be a whole toxic ass nigga. I'm gonna be the nigga you are afraid I am. And if you can stick through that, I promise I'm gonna be that nigga you love. But but men expect women to behave as a woman that we don't want, and we have to break through that mm. or, or prove some, our loyalty or somehow to kind of way to get to the woman we want to have from 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 them. Like it's expected for that to happen. But if if the shoes were were reversed, it, that that ain't happening, partner. Like I, I I think we've heard the 
Uh, I think that if it was messaged the same way that you just yes. presented it, yes, that's not happening. But that happens every day. That staying with a man who is toxic or doesn't treat you well mm. through years of BS to get to some promised land. For some people, it's marriage. For some people, it's like finally them being faithful. Whatever it may be that is the promised land on the other side of it. Mm. Especially if you've already invested your your mind and your body in that person in the terms of having kids or a certain amount of time, right. that kind of stuff will, will definitely lead women to stay for very long and wait until that person becomes the person that they have always hoped that they would be. I know that that happens. Well, that's good. You, you raise it's, a good point. It happens on both sides for sure. Yeah, but it I does, definitely that. but it's, it's not point. marketed. Man, right. A man doesn't market like I'm going to be trash to you yeah. and just hold out girl. One day I'm going to be Prince. I promise Roman. you, if you, if you hold off, hold down, hold me down. What I, what I get the, when I get, why I get this off, I promise I'm gonna be that I'm gonna be that man for you. Mm-hmm. When just trust, trust. <laughs> the Lord moves in mysterious ways. No, but I, th- I think the, that messaging now I've been hearing it more from like uh, black content creators, black man content creators, in the sense of like the 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 counteract the man can't handle me. You can't handle me at my worst. You can't handle me at my best. That that kind of messaging. Men have started asking like, "Hey, how would you feel?" If I came mm. to you and it was like, I would not be a masculine man. I would not be the leader of anything. Mm. I'm, you know, I'm gonna be here. I'm not. I, I won't be a masculine man until I trust you. Until until into until you break through that that barrier that shows me that you deserve me at my masculine. I'm come. I'm highlight. I'm hit you with that feminine energy off top. And then once I see that you know you you're properly feminine as well, that you don't need my feminine energy. I come. I, I get back in my masculine frame. Like my my masculinity is only under the condition that you are feminine, mm. which which is similar to how yeah. women are like my femininity is conditional upon your masculinity. So instead of like, why aren't you just feminine? If you're feminine, just be feminine. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a very interesting question. I I don't have a response. Well, let me not say I don't have a response. I. I don't think that woman would receive that well. I think that, that that is my response. No woman would be like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good deal. I'll sign up for it. But I also then think that women expect both in some regards. Like when you think about the you can't handle me, it's like I'm going to be rough and tough, so you need to be soft to me. Like you need to be sweet to me and nice to me in order for me to then be sweet and nice to you. So that is, I guess, I'm, in some I, regards, feminine energy at first. And then if I pop off, if I go too far, then you need to bring your masculine out to like get me back in line. Right, which is toxic. Very much There's so. No which, way. which is very much so. And I, and I guess to this book, it's trying, it's, it's telling you that that behavior should not be tolerated by mm-hmm. men because we get what we allow or, or, or what we tolerate woman acting like this to, to their men with impunity. It's only possible because men allow it to happen. Mm. They still, women are still getting technically what they want out of the man, even with this behavior. If this didn't happen anymore, then women would gent will have to change that behavior. Same thing. Well, like if you want men to be better, stop rewarding them ancient niggas. Stop, mm-hmm. stop giving them sex. Stop giving them children. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, men will reach whatever milestone that women demand in order to get what they want. Mm-hmm. So generally, if a man wants sex, if, if, if a woman say, I, I throw it at you, it don't matter what, how you act. You just, just look good and you know, throw, a, throw a couple hundred at me every once in a while. It's all yours. I even give you, 
no rubber. I give, I give you a kid. And then I was like, that's the minimum? All right, that's what I'm going to get you. But if but if a woman like it was back in olden times, like, hey, you need to have a you gotta, you gotta have a job. I need to see that you're gonna be able to provide for any kid that I'm, I may give you because if you have sex, kid, it's possible most likely. So I need to see that you got some you know some morals and an ability to provide for a family before I can give you this. And then men will have to do that. I mean, of course they're gonna be you know them dog motherfuckers who you know what I'm saying go a different way. But we ain't talking about them. We are talking about the the majority of people. Like, you get what you, you get what you allow. If you were able to update the book for the year twenty twenty two, what would you need to include? It, it it would have to be updated to include the shifts in the culture behind the internet age. Because mm. like this, this like you said, this is written early nineties or late eighties. Mm-hmm. So you know the internet, uh, social media. Um. Yeah, I wonder what you would think of Insta thoughts. Insta thoughts wow. and like interracial relationship. I, I bl- believe has, has yeah. Now I wouldn't go say skyrocket, but it has, it has definitely increased w- with it. Um, with it, so it 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 will have to include behaviors re- regarding like you know social media presence and you know what is and isn't acceptable. Like to, for example, what's going on with uh. Uh, with Steph Curry's chick, um, Aisha Curry, mm-hmm. and and Megan Good, and you know these women who were ma- who are married to quote unquote like pillars society like men of faith and things like that, but they out here you know showing off their bodies and you know being thirst traps and things of that nature. That messaging would be counter to, I guess the to, to changing the narrative for Black fam- families. So now, so now in this book. They, they, I think they meant they mentioned it like briefly in the sense of like how black women generally have sexualized are very sexualized and sexualized stuff. But now with social media, you're seeing that no one is forcing them. Black women are sexualizing themselves. So it's like now we need more messaging to kind of emphasize like why are women perpetuating behavior towards themselves that they indicate they did, they don't do not want. I'm saying I, I've heard many of black women say that you know they they don't like you know when other races try to date them because they feel like they're being fetishized and stuff like that. So like they're gonna continue to be fetishized if all they see of you is your ass and your titties. If you constantly showing if you constantly showing sex and all that stuff. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but I'm just saying like this is the consequence of these actions. And I think I heard some. I can't remember who mentioned it or who who asked this question. It was like. Name any top female rapper who who whose main message isn't about sex. Yeah, I don't remember where we heard this question either, but there isn't an answer. The answer is no one. Yeah. So uh, it's like get your money how you how you want to get it. And get your money, boo boo. You know, but be you you can't act surprised that you know the blowback of the this behavior is you know what what it is. You know what I'm saying? You acting out here, acting like, you know, are you, are you got this wop? You know what I'm saying? You don't cook, you don't clean, but let me show you, you know, how I got this ring. And then you get treated like that's all you can do. I, wh- what, did you ex- what, what, what did you expect? Just like the, the rappers out here talking about some high, you know, I shoot a nigga, I take your bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, she your chick, I throw some money at her, she my bitch. We, she everybody bitch. 
she kiss you on the lips after she done done top me up. If we, if we talk about shooting, selling drugs all the time, then why we can't be surprised if 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 the random black person walking on the street gets approached by another race, like yo, you got something on you so I can buy off you? Like Nick, this is the messaging that we are perpetuating to society. So like, yeah. this is what we get. I'm not saying it's, yeah, I kind of am saying it's bad, but like, I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm saying be Just prepared for, for the consequences. yeah for the consequences. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Fair. I think I would say the same in terms of Instagram and how social media has influenced our perception of the opposite sex mm-hmm. and yes. what things we value in the opposite sex, how that is played out on social media. That's a good point. Because it, it hasn't necessarily changed. I don't think the intrinsic values of like what women are looking for in men and, and what men are looking for in women has changed. But the way that we see that be played out on social media has has a significant influence on what we think the other the opposite sex wants. Another update I would say would have to be around dating online as well. So mm-hmm. not just like perceptions of the opposite sex online, but like what would it what does it look like for you to date in a digital space, to meet someone online? How do you navigate that? And what do you need to understand about like what you need to understand about a person or what messages you need to read in order to really get to the heart of who that person is, because there's a lot more opportunity to manipulate much like what she says in the book, when you are engaging with someone online initially. And I guess I want to add to that is boundaries. Like now you, we have to work more in order to maintain or establish healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. when before they were kind of built into, into society Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, once you leave school, once you leave work, like your your work, your school, and your home life were pretty insulated from from each other unless you grew up near each other and you went to the same school and, you know, the same family type of situation. But now everything's so merged together that, like, there is no real separation, especially now with COVID, working from home and shit like that. Like, there's no really no, no definitive uh, boundary between the different aspects of your life and it could feel like it's running into into each other. And if it feels like everything is one thing, it could, I can imagine that it may feel like you're missing, th- you're missing stuff from your life because mm-hmm. you don't have that clear separation between each thing. So it may feel like I don't have a lot of friends or uh, I, 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 my school is unsatisfying because like while, you, while, while you're at work or you're at school, you're still getting that socialization from your best friends from across the nation or, or people sit, you're, you're doing video and people are commenting on it. So you, there's no escape. Mm. And I said, you, you see this now with the, you know, the kids and teenagers with the bullying, the cyber bullying and things of that nature. You used to get bullied at school. You knew, you know what I'm saying? You only, get, you only got bullied when you were not in class or with them, three, them few minutes between classes. I'm saying maybe before or after school, depending on you know how to get you. But once you get home, I got I got a reprieve. But now you get home, you got IMs waiting on your ass. You got DMs waiting on your ass telling you to go kill yourself. You know, or you know, endless things that skyrockets uh, anxiety and depression. Hmm. And good point. Mental health would definitely have to be included. Yes, absolutely. The the importance and the prevalence of mental health and this its issues because now with social media. What we've always known, well, not to say known, known, but we, we all knew, you know, the person in our family who was just, quote, unquote, off. You know, oh, they, they different. They, you know what I'm saying? They, 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 the ADHD, the, the, what we know it now, ADHD, the autisms and the, and, the, and the bipolars and stuff like that, that we didn't, we didn't have a name or a phrase for it. We just knew they was off. And, you know, 
we didn't know what to do until we ostracized them from the community. Now that's becoming more prevalent, more understood now within, you know, the community. So I think in 2022, we have to acknowledge the place and importance that mental health is having on the, our communities and the future of it. Like we can't, we're walking wounded generally, like black people as a whole. So we got to heal that. Yeah. That's a good point. It will definitely impact the black family. All right, last question. Okay. Would you recommend the book? And if so, who would you recommend the book to? Who needs to read this? Everybody black. Everybody. Everybody black. Uh, black men definitely need to read this. Uh, for sure. I mean, it was intended for the black man. So I definitely think you, uh, you should read this. And every woman who... Every black woman who, you know, is part of that, oh, you know, that's not every black woman. Read this book. So me. <laughs> yeah, so like, all, all the black women who, like, you know, the stereotypes don't apply to me. Like, that's not my experience. You can't, you can't say all black women because, you no, know, my personally, in my life, I don't do that. So even though secretly I've seen this happen in multiple times outside of me, I can't say that it's true because, it's, because it doesn't apply to me. Read this fucking book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because like even if it doesn't apply to you you need to be aware of the perception that is out there for you mm, that's a good point yeah. and it also will be helpful if you run across a person who's like that and then you can challenge it yes. because the reason that these people aren't in your direct circle is because you they exist in a way that doesn't connect with you mm-hmm. you can't identify with it and you're like something just ain't I, we just don't and then you decide to distance yourself from that person or that relationship mm-hmm. and so you don't have an opportunity to experience it up close because you travel with like-minded people and right that's just how it works you ain't act, act, acting like some of these characters mm-hmm. and, and it, on a i guess more selfish tip it kind of gives it kind of provides a gratitude in the sense of like, if this is mm-hmm. the part you read, like, yo, if this if this is the experience of a lot of you know black women and black men, damn, um, you know, I'm I'm lucky, like, yeah. I, like, ooh, I'm I'm one in, I'm one in ten thousand, I'm one in a million. Oh, okay, I, like, I'm 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 good. Let me let me lean into that. Let me be mm-hmm. better. And if you, it does apply to you, maybe this seeing it playing out to you, it may help you be like, oh, maybe this is a problem. Maybe I should, you know see seek some solutions or or seek why this is this is the issue for me so i think it it would be i think it'd just be good for all black people period because i can't believe i i I refuse to believe that there's a black person who while you may not this may not be your experience you don't know someone Mm -hmm. or has witnessed something that looks looks something like what was described in this book true final food for thought my final food for thought is you get what you allow what i was saying earlier about the i guess the state of the union (laughs) Uh, for lack of a better term uh is because we allowed it to get to this point there there are a multitude of varied reasons about you know how and why we got here but that's at this point besides the point we can't we can't do anything about the past what we can do is what we can do now and for the future so if there's behaviors or things that you don't want to have in your family or in your life it is up to you 
to establish that boundary and to ensure that it does not happen, whether that be with your partner, whether that be with your children, whatever behaviors that you allow in your family will be perpetuated into the future. So whatever you allow in your, in your, in your current family, expect it to pop up in your grandkids, great-grandkids. And from those kids and grandkids, that's going, it's going to affect their spouses and their kids and their kids going to affect their spouses and their kids. You got a, you got a few kids. That's you got three kids. That's three families. Those three families have two more kids. That's two more families. Come, come on now. Exponential logarithmic log, increases, multiplications a lot. So be careful about the behaviors that you allow to perpetuate. If you see something you don't like, nip that shit in the bud address it if it can't be nipped in the butt at least address it and realize that you know if if it's something that is not going to be changed and you're not okay with it then you have to accept the consequence behind that whether that be a the end of a potentially uh great relationship or you decide to let it rock and again live with those consequences yep that's real Mm. what about you my final piece of thought is that this book definitely has a place in the ecosystem. Yes. I think that it, it, for me reading it allowed me to reflect and to what you said in some ways, be grateful that like, I don't have some of these challenges, but also to look at the people in my life who have these challenges and be uh, empathetic towards those people and be like, damn, it sucks that this is happening to you. And, well, not even happening to you that it sucks that this is happening in your life and that you have these challenges. Um, but also you can get better. Like things can get better for, for those people and not so much pity and like, Oh, cause you know, I, f- I felt very like, Oh, I want everyone to be in happy, healthy relationships if that's what their heart desired. And I felt like this helped me understand maybe why, certain people are facing challenges and be empathetic towards the challenges that they're facing and how that's influencing their romantic relationships. So I would recommend the book. It definitely has some parts where you're going to suck your teeth, read past those parts, move past it and just say that part isn't for me, but for the parts that are for you, grasp them and and really kind of take them to heart because there is something to learn. You're right. I like, I like how you said that this definitely has a place uh, in the ecosystem. Like just, even if you don't agree with a hundred percent of everything it says in it, it's, it's still a black experience that deserves to be reported and told. Yeah. Like we, we, we shouldn't discount the black experience because it's part of what makes us, you know, as differing and awesome as, as we are. And if you do disagree with 100% of everything you say, you, you say hey, even if you are aware that a lot of people do agree with at least some of this, perhaps uh, some questioning about why this is negatively impacting you so so much should be, you know, explored. Agreed. All right. That being said, we good? Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. We hit you with that part dose. You know, we back to our regular scheduled programming of, you know, week by week until we hit another book look out sometime in the future we're probably going to read the black woman's guide to the black man i don't know when that's going to happen but it'll probably happen sometime this year perhaps so we'll see y'all next week 
appreciate y'all listening make sure to check us out every monday wherever you listen to podcasts spotify apple Podcasts, google play all that good stuff make sure to subscribe listen and rate tell a friend to tell a friend to tell their cousin auntie mama grandma granddaughter's son work that out Tell them what they can follow us at <laughs> Math problems. All right. If you have a question you want us to discuss on the podcast, send us an email at thebuffetpod at gmail.com and we just might shout you out. Follow us on Instagram at thebuffetpod, all one word. Thank you for listening, learning, and laughing with us. This has been The Buffet, where we give you endless food for thought. We out.